all the power. I so have the power. Who would, who would have guessed the Canadian has all the power? Yeah, <laughs> I got my hands on the button, bitches. The only problem is, I don't have a journey button. Fran Drescher from uh, The Nanny. Oh, uh, okay. You trust me, if you saw her, you'd know her, and you'd be like, I hate that woman. I know, I'm trying to think of her voice. Ow, Ernest! <laughs> Hello. Thank you for that. <laughs> My name's the nanny. And the sad thing is, is I learned that from a Nickelodeon cartoon. Lou, you are a world of knowledge. I am full of useless, useless <laughs> knowledge. Can I just say something? That whoever the Mayans are assholes. Why would they put the end of the world on a Friday? Put the well, end of the world on a fucking Monday, so at least the, I don't have to go through a week's worth of work to get to the end of the world. The Mayan calendar is round, so they just kind of ran out of room. <laughs> well, yeah. Fucking add another layer. What, they start on the outside and work their way in? When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving Zombieland? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Piven. And here are my co-hosts. I'm here with Ryan Murphy and Lou Page. Hello. Howdy. How's it going? If, if nobody's noticed, we're missing someone. Again. Uh, no. <laughs> Bob, is, uh, Bob is not here this week, uh, but he'll be back hopefully next week. Um, we don't need to make up any zombie-related stories for him this week. He's just working. He's just working. (laughs) We've gotten that lazy. Episode 12, (laughs) and we can't make excuses, creative excuses. I'm pretty sure the first time someone was out, we made a whole skit about it. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah, when Bob was out, he recorded that he was missing, and he was in the woods and being chased, and now we're just like, eh, he's working. Which I'm pretty sure he just, he he spent more time making that audio clip than he, you know, he probably could have just come on the show rather than spending the hour and a half (laughs) making the audio clip. Right? I'm just joking, Bob. That's that's a joke. Because I know that probably took like five minutes. Yeah. Well, we uh, we missed last week because everything was crazy. So I haven't talked to you guys in like two weeks. December, man. Fucking busy-ass month. Yeah. Busy month. And it's cold. Cold as shit. And we have like no snow where I am. <laughs> which is cold easy for December. Crazy? Yeah, we get no snow here either. Same. Last Last year, I had like four feet of snow in my yard on Halloween. What? Oh, yeah. 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 Same here. Absolutely crazy. Whoa. The, 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 the crazy thing is, is we were told that there was a snowstorm coming our way, but it was going to basically give like an inch or two. And all my family that was on Facebook was like, yay, school's going to be canceled. And I went, didn't you people read the news report? It's only going to be two inches. They're not going to call off school. And I'm like, yay, I get to be that jerk adult that tells all the kids, ha-ha, you have to go to school. Yeah, okay, <laughs> two things on that. First of all, <laughs> then the kids get to scream and yell at you when there's three inches of ice on the ground and you have to drive to work still. You know. Um, but that being said, 
you mentioned bus cancellation, and I just have to get this out here. We had a, all a blanket bus cancellation here, <coughs> and it freezing rained. But by the time like eight o'clock rolled around, the roads were just slush. So like here I am, all the kids get to stay home, like don't go to school, and I'm driving to work in basically rain at this point. But I don't know. They cancel buses here. Like the guy in Canada is surprised that you guys are getting four feet of snow in Halloween, and I'm going to be <laughs> lucky to have what the four inches you were talking about around Christmas time. Like we won't even get snow here until Christmas. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh... Where I live, we usually have snow. When I, when I was a kid, I had to have a snowsuit underneath my Halloween costume. Because yep. we had snow that early. But these past two years, winter's been very weird. Yeah, actually, the last two years have been weird here as well. And, and uh, you know, it just it sucks because if the zombie apocalypse were to hit uh, December, what is it, 21st? Yes, um, the, the end of the world. Dun, yeah, dun, dun, I mean, there's not enough snow on the ground to kind of slow them down, so kind of hoping but it is kind of bitterly cold so we got that going right i don't know but well this isn't the zombie weather report it is <laughs> zombies in my podcast so why don't we get into the zombie news the virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly All right, this is where we talk about zombies in the news. <laughs> um, now, Ryan, you were the one that brought up the, the zombie film in the um, Hadron Collider like two episodes ago, right? I don't believe it. This probably was a Lou thing, but I do remember, I us, I do remember us talking about it. I remember it we sure. talked about it. Yep, remember who a couple it weeks ago, we talked about Decay, the zombie film that's filmed in the Hadron Collider. Yeah, well, and it's now out for free. Yes. Online. It's a 75-minute-long film. I haven't watched it yet. I just found the news article the other day. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I guess that begs the next question. Are we going to watch it? Um, I I'll am. probably watch it. I know. I, it's funny. Right at the beginning, because we had mentioned we were talking about it, and uh, they said that the film has not been authorized or endorsed by CERN. It is purely work of fiction. And Because uh, we, had, we had mentioned that um, we weren't sure if they had – whether they gave permission – or whether um, it was CERN actually doing the movie and all that stuff. So now we know. Yeah, it's definitely just like a couple students who are allowed to work late. Yeah, and I'm zipping through the video right now just to see it, and it actually looks really good. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't look like someone just did it with a, like a handheld camera. I mean, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at some of the... Uh, comments just below and i mean you got to filter through like the the basic internet garbage that that comments are and and most of them are saying that it's pretty decent and uh i don't know i mean it's an hour and a half but i think it might be worth watching just for the fact it's shot around the large hadron collider and it'll give you an idea of what that building looks like right which is cool (laughs) it's cool just to see what the inside of that place looks like i mean it's huge yeah, that's a good Even point. if the film is awful, you'll learn something about what the inside of a Hadron Collider work uh, looks like. The, I know the, that it took them years and years and years to make it, so... The best thing about a Hadron Collider is the only reason why I know that word is because they talk about it on Big Bang Theory every now and then. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I, I think that's the best thing going for this is that, that maybe people will actually be able to understand what, like what it is. large Hadron Collider is. Not that it's a zombie creator... Um, but 
you know. Well, they did theorize it was going to cause the end of the world when they collided the oh, particles God. together. But then they did it and nothing happened, and I think we all kind you of know, learned something from you that. You know what the wonderful thing about <laughs> science is, Lou, listeners, and Rick, and Bob? Um, it's that uh, people fear the unknown, and when science like steps in to try to explain something, either one of two people have one of two reactions one the sane reactions like oh, this could be really good to help explain things that we don't understand and you know might fill some gaps in our knowledge this is great and the other reaction is oh god the world's gonna end save me insert religious being here or whatever you know rant end but that's what i'm getting at here is that like it's not all science is bad and i'm gonna eat my words if uh, large hadron collider. Wait, have they proven that it was it was all right? They didn't. They, they proved that it was all right. Oh, okay. It good. was like a one in like ten zillion chance that it was going to cause a black hole and devour the planet or something like that. <laughs> and people That's were a chance saying, I'm willing to take. And I, don't do it. It will end the world. Nice. I know there was a lot of stuff in the news about it a couple years ago. Well, you know, science. It's it's good, and if we take chances. I mean, there's a slight chance that the zombie apocalypse will be brought upon us, but there's also a slight chance that we could, I don't know, c- cure cancer. Yeah. Not yeah. not with the Large Hadron Collider, but with some well, sort of virus uh, thing. It's it's funny that, and I don't want to go crazy in, into this, but it's funny <laughs> that science and religion don't like each other, but they both have end-of-the-world issues. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> like, they have that in common. The world is always going to end. Yeah, I guess the only difference, and again, this could be a topic, not really, it's not really Zamp stuff, <laughs> but the only difference between the two is that the scientific end of the world is more based in, and again, I'm not religion's cool, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm for whatever people are for, um, as long as it's not hurting other people, but... All I'm saying is that scientific apocalypse is more based on fact, whereas religious apocalypse is more based on what a book says. <laughs> what a book says and or lightning theories. coming down from the sky from some. Okay, yeah, that's all Listen, I'm gonna say. I, I always hold the argument that if someone would have wrote Harry Potter instead of the Bible, we'd be worshiping him instead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Twilight, Twilight, guys, let's get back on track no, here. No Twilight. The real, the on. real book. All right. Well, if we're going to get back on track, let's talk about this guy who shot his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That'll get us back on track. <laughs> what is this? So, it was uh, in Long Island, I guess? Yep. You see, Long Island, the guy shot his wa- his girlfriend because they had an argument about The Walking Dead? <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, he was. he's not sane. Su- supposedly, they got into a heated argument about how silly the concept of zombies is. And when she basically said that she didn't... She thought it was ridiculous. He shot her in the back with a twenty-two rifle. <laughs> right. That's, that's ridiculous. That, yeah. Okay, well, here's my problem with this, is that this article uh, doesn't really mention the fact that this guy maybe have some issues. Um, it, it does make a brief mention that the girlfriend went back to his house thinking that he might become unstable or something but past that they don't really mention any sort of issues this guy has and i mean to shoot someone in the back over an argument like seems weird to me 
but then again, they do they do say later in the article he was very passionate about guns. Yeah. So that okay. kind of scares me. That it tells you right there that the guy might have a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Okay. So this is this this guy is stupid, and as a Canadian, I feel the need to say I now understand why Obama wants to take your guys' guns. Oh, don't even open that can of worms. <laughs> Although it, hey, would, get, it would get us emails. So. Hey, you know what? You know what? We opened the can of worms, which was science versus religion. Why not open the Obama taking your guns? We don't have enough time to read all those emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, Rick, we spread it out over our, our lengthy uh, career. Uh, all right. All right. Well, if, if someday Zombies Ate My Podcast turns into the Science versus Religion or Obama versus Guns podcast. Oh, I don't we, want that podcast. We, we can talk about it. That. I don't think anybody wants those podcasts. But what I don't understand, so he shot her in the back. Mm. She went back to his apartment, says she tried to defuse the situation to calm him down. She was walking up the stairs to the apartment, and he shot her in the back. Why wasn't he in his apartment? <laughs> Maybe he Where was, was waiting. He? And why was he carrying the gun? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought the zombie apocalypse was nigh. It's just. But crazy. then why wouldn't he aim for the head? And he okay, looks that's like awful. as well, too. <laughs> yeah, the picture of him, it looks like he's somebody that's... Uh... That would shoot someone in the back? <laughs> what's, what's funny about the picture is he's got a beer in his hand, he's covered in tattoos, he's got something not in English on his shirt, and he's wearing a Disney hat. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> Hipster Rick. <laughs> oh, no! Hipster Rick shot him. <laughs> but, like... He's he's like, trying to look like a badass, and then he's got that Disney hat on. It's a white Disney hat, and he's got diamond earrings in. Come on, buddy. Uh, I think I think his major issue is that he shot his girlfriend in the back, and <laughs> and I mean, oh, I'm sure that it, this added to it. I don't know. That shirt's pretty badass. <laughs> this is awful. She lived, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes okay. She thank did. God. It we... punctured a lung and broke a rib and did something else. It's her diaphragm as well in her yeah. chest. Well, um, here's what I want to know: Are they still together? He's being charged with attempted murder. So. <laughs> oh wow! If they are, he's going to jail anyway. Conjugal yeah. visits depends on what prison you go to. What right. you guys? All your prisons don't. What is it? Okay, no, we're not getting into that. <laughs> all your prisons are belong to conjugal visits. <laughs> Usually, it's minimum security. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, maximum security. They don't really give them that. That right. You get nothing. Just yeah. so I know, because I was planning to murder someone in the States later on, so I you shouldn't know, say that. What the I hell is wrong with me? recorded, right? I, I know. I take It was a joke. I'm not going to kill anybody, and, and I swear Bob is alive, that's and I do not want to kill him. That's Ryan Murphy, at R. Murphy, if you have any issues. Oh, God. I swear this podcast is going to be the death of me. So this guy's clearly crazy, uh, went apparently a little overboard. On uh, discussing zombies, I'm guessing he says that it's really going to happen. She says it's not going to happen. I wonder if it was the mid-season finale that got him going. Because I'm pretty yeah, sure that, one of I us is going to shoot each other. I think I saw a new, like a TV news article where they said that that was what happened. Is they just watched the season finale and got into a fight. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Rick, Lou, please put your guns in the other room. Uh, I don't want to... We're going to have some words later. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of The Walking Dead, um, the VGAs were, were on the other day on Spike. And uh, what won Game of the Year? The Walking Dead. Yeah. The game I still haven't beat. 
Oh, <laughs> that don't feel bad. I'm about halfway through. It's crazy about the games that it beat out, though. Well, you know, um, in an age of... And again, this is in the video game podcast, but I'll say this anyways. In an, in an age of disappointing or not quite there releases like Mass Effect Three, like it's a great game, but it's you know there's just these little points that that drag it down. You know, it's an ambitious title, and mm-hmm. their creators want to do a lot with it. But The Walking Dead is such this small focus. There's no multiplayer. There's no like side quest shit. It's all just. Get in, do your mission, episode done, move on. And it's very story-based. And um, this doesn't surprise me because it's different. It's not another shooter. It's not another uh, uh, RPG. It's Which is crazy because Borderlands 2 won most of the awards. But I think... Which I don't agree with. with, I think it has to do with the story. Yeah. I don't think I've played a video game in a very long time that's made me feel the way I feel when I play that game. Yeah, I think it goes a lot to say that story-driven games actually mean something. I uh, The gaming industry gets a lot of flack and pointed out, yeah, it's just another shooter. You're just going to kill a bunch of stuff. You're going to shoot a bunch of stuff. And something like this wins an award as big as Game of the Year. And yes, there is killing in it, but there is a story behind all of it. There is an unfolding, character-driven Right. And and anybody can pick this game up and play it too. It's not like it's got a huge learning curve to it. It's a point and click. Right. And, and I mean, Lou makes a valid point in the sense that every every action is backed up. Uh, like, f- for example, in Borderlands Two, I can shoot this guy because I got a gun and I can point it at it. But in Walking Dead, it's like, am I going to kill this man? Am I going to you know leave him here to die? Am I going to try to you know? save him am i going to shoot this zombie zombie shooting zombies isn't like you know some target practice thing it's life or death and uh i mean take too long to make a decision and you're dead or someone else is dead yeah take too long to to respond to somebody and it can be seen as a good or bad thing It, it depends on the context and i mean this game sort of requires a nice decent conversation um like not, not in the sense that like it's not a, it, like this it's very interesting to talk about this winning game of the year for multiple reasons but i think to talk about the the season 1 as a group once we've all beaten it would be a really good idea and i mean i'm not taking credit for it lou was the one that suggested that yeah we can take a take on a full review of what we thought about the game and so you guys break. have to finish it come on yeah i got to fin- i just got the last two chapters four and five Oh well, I mean, five is pretty short, and four yeah. is four. Actually, you did it the right way because I think four and five are partnered really well together. Yeah. Um, and how far are you, Lou? You said you're halfway. I finished two. I'm in the middle of three. Cool. Oh, okay. So, so that'd be there. good, though. Yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, that could be our topic one week where we uh, completely review all five episodes. Yeah. Do some. Uh, do some epic talk, and I mean, right. you know. That'd be it's a very Walking Dead centric show, but uh, I think yeah. <laughs> I think I think the game requires An a good a good discussion because it, it is something special. Right, exactly. Well, since we're talking about future topic of the week, why don't we talk about this week's topic of the week? Zombie topic of the week. Hmm. 
old bumper is old. Woohoo woo for old school bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week is episode eight of season three of The Walking Dead, the mid season finale. I didn't watch it till today. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Yeah. I watched it last week, so I wanted if to I... watch it last week, but then I found out we weren't recording and I was like, eh, I'll get to it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't here I thought you had self control. You were just you just didn't really want to watch it. The I was looking forward to the mid season finale of season two big time. And then when it was coming this time I was like, eh, Gonna be a gunfight and stuff, but then I watched it and holy crap! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the mid-season, yeah. mid-season finale for two is nothing compared nothing to this at all. Exactly, it's crazy. Um, so, why don't we start at the beginning with um, Tyrese in the woods? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with oh. suddenly giant guy with a hammer. Uh, I kind of in my notes I have a uh, I don't know if this is racist or not, but I'm gonna say it anyways. This is Black Rick Piven. Ugh. Black Rick Piven. Well, the problem is, is White Rick Piven shaved his beard. Oh. Oh, no. now he's just got a little beard again. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, well, no, uh, I don't know if this will sound racist, but me and Bob had a discussion um, off air that... So you bring it on air? <laughs> it'll, it'll add to our conversation later about um, other black dude from the prison dying. I heard about this theory. They... They only uh, want, they only on the want show. one. They're only allowed <laughs> to have one. Like, ah. T-Dog dies, and then they replace him with that one black guy. And now he dies, and we're going to have Tyrese now. Like, they can only there can only be one black guy in their group. I there's, don't understand it. There's no... I don't either, but you, your, your theory is sound with me, because as soon as it happened in the show, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, but there are multiple black ladies, so they're not racist. Yeah, it was just about, yeah, that's a good point. Is that there are there are you get, yeah. you get Michonne and then you get the girl that was with Tyrese. So, yeah, I don't know what you what everyone's getting at by pointing out that there can only be one black male, is that what you're saying? Apparently, because yes. if you look at it, right when T-Dog died is when they got the other black guy from the prison. And right. The and black guy they- from the prison died this episode. Very uneventfully. Yeah, I thought that <laughs> was... He didn't even matter. And now Tyrese <laughs> is at the prison. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not the only one. He kind of got shot, and then they kind of all shrugged their shoulders. Like, oh, he got shot. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> uh, prisoner <laughs> number one. He wasn't even there long enough for me to remember his name. Oh. So, But anyway, so we get Tyrese. Well, we, get, well we, get, we start up with this group in the woods... Fighting off zombies with hammers and shovels and all this other stuff. And then we find out that it's Tyrese, who comic book fans know he was in the comic. He was, he was one of Rick's like right-hand man. Um, he essentially was the Daryl role in the comic book. Um, and when does he come in in the comics, just to remind everybody and me? Way before. Like way not I, before the prison? I think they meet him at the prison, if I remember. It's been a while, but I think they meet him at the prison. My or God, I need to read those to books. It. Yeah, every day, every month you don't read it is another month where they add one to the over 100 issues. <laughs> what are they at now? I don't know. They got 130, I think, or 120. Yeah, it's crazy. I haven't oh, read wow. any since 98. I usually, I usually like to wait and then read a bunch of them so that I'm not reading one a month. Um, so we got these guys, and then they're, they, they saw the prison through the woods. They saw the tower, and they're going to go to it. But then one of their group members gets bitten and they continue to bring her with them 
Like what? Because she's fuck? somebody's mother, and they haven't probably here with the zombies as if they don't know what's gonna happen. They know. They just don't want to leave her. They want to. They want to take the time to kill her with dignity. Like I, I, that's what I kind of gathered. Like with, I think they want dignity by putting a bandana over her face and smashing it in with a hammer. Okay. Well, I, did, I meant just like. <laughs> You know, doing it and not having the body be torn apart by zombies. Um, The hammer to care of it. Yeah, the hammer to the face. Yeah, I guess that's not quite as dignified. I mean, I'm pretty sure they should have just shot her. Um, But I mean, hey, why waste a bullet, right? Right. Not that she's not worth the bullet. Just that it's (laughs) yeah, God. You put your own foot in your own mouth. (laughs) Hell, it tastes good. Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, but this was another lost episode. This was another episode where we had multiple storylines going on at once, which I think I'm okay with now, but the first time they did it was ugh, just threw me off completely. I felt like I was watching Lost. Well, yeah, <laughs> speaking of Lost, um, I, I thought this was the scene at the beginning was forward in time because they got to the prison and it looked like it had been attacked. Do you guys remember that? I got to the prison. They get to the prison and they go in through like a hole in the fence and a hole in the wall. Yeah. And all I could think was, didn't you guys walk around the fence and yeah? How did make you sure not th- notice that? Well, I thought the yeah, governor like a had whole like half the prison is missing, and it's like, wait, you guys are you've been living here and you think you're safe. What about the big hole? How come the other guy had to cut open a hole in the fence to get zombies in the prison? Why didn't he just lead them to the big hole in the fence? <laughs> well, I'm wondering if, you know, you look at it and be like, oh, well, maybe that hole in the fence is a part of the prison that they're not occupied in, and maybe that's all closed off. But then again, they do find them, so <laughs> yeah. they eventually made their way there anyway. Right. So, yeah, so you see the confusion I'm having in the sense that, like, I took it one step further in the sense that I thought it was like, it was showing like a, a, a preview of what ha- what happens like mission or like the governor attacks the prison and they're like finding the prison forward. Yeah, and again, like TV has kind of ruined me in the sense that my mind went directly to that point. Right, because you automatically assume that that, that something like that will happen. Well, they're like the hole in the prison wall. There's a hole in the plot. Like, how the fuck did it get there? <laughs> and how come they never noticed it? Yeah, and how come they never yeah. brought it up? And maybe they'll address it in the next episodes, but because I mean, the group is like they're gonna be like, "How did you get in here?" It's like, "Well, there's a fucking hole in the back." It's like, exactly. Oh, okay. And then maybe yeah. they'll explain it. Maybe. They'll explain it in February when it comes back. Oh, God. <laughs> but so so the, the other group goes in the prison. They find the big hole and everything. But on the other side of the storyline, we have Glenn ripping a zombie's arm off to use it as a weapon. Yeah. yeah he busts the bone in half so that it's got a sharp point. And he cans pe- half of it to, uh, what's her name? Maggie. Maggie and takes the other half and he's like get ready to use this yeah it's crazy Yeah, <laughs> like he was just on a wooden chair that was all splintered out he could have just grabbed that well, I mean I, I was just thinking that like the walking dead has now ruined bones for weapon of choice yes also he broke it very easily <laughs> well, it's, he's a, super it's a bone Bo- bones are pretty strong but then again he is a zombie so yeah, but then how is it a solid weapon if you can break it in half like that? Exactly. It, it, it makes a nice shiv. It only yeah. needs well, to get it, in as there. As he right? proves. Yeah. So while that's going on, <laughs> the group the group is throwing smoke grenades <laughs> into the town that they must have taken from the prison, and they start essentially raiding it. 
looking for Glenn and Maggie, and Michonne's like, ah, here's the town, see you later. And she, like, trails off and it goes and sits in the governor's office for, like, half the show. Yeah. Just waiting. Waiting, and they zoom in on the sweat on her brow, and then they zoom back out. <laughs> That's the, the sound of the camera zooming in and out. Nice. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people Good thought sound effects. I was doing something else. Oh, foot and mouth. Yeah. Um, so, well, at least somebody saw that the governor was absolutely fucking out of his mind um, when Michonne noticed she heard, well, when she heard sounds and went in the other room and uh, saw all the heads and uh, saw his daughter. Yeah. And at this point, I'm cheering at the TV thinking, yes, finally, someone has found this room. Michonne, you are my favorite character in this, ep- in this whole season so far because of what I know is going to happen in the next in the rest half hour of the show that was me thinking that at that point but I was really happy that she found it because she had always thought the governor was crazy and and something was wrong and to see this was kind of like I fucking hate when I'm right you know like that's what (laughs) she's thinking in her head exactly and then the governor comes in he's horrified and he's putting his gun down and he's like please don't hurt my daughter please don't hurt my daughter and then the most horrifying image that i think i've seen in a long time on screen was michonne's sword going through the girl's the back of her head out of her mouth yeah and this is like a six-year-old yeah what is with this show mid-season finales and killing kids like this (laughs) does anyone make that connection that this is the second mid-season finale where they've killed a kid I think it's because you watch a lot of made-for-TV movies and a lot of TV shows on regular cable and anything like that, and kids never die unless they're sick. Dude, They're kids, never killed. In this show, they're killed all the time. Kids are off limits in a lot of mediums, um, yeah. like games especially. Like if you play the Grand Theft Auto series, if there's you play no – There's no kids. In Half-Life 2, they – because it was a first-person shooter – um, they wrote in to the plot and lore to explain why there were no kids, so you could not shoot them. Yeah, and I you think know? The Walking Dead's pushing that envelope because they're like, look, if we kill a kid, people are going to freak out, and it'll be great. Yeah, and not necessarily freak out. Like I, I applaud it because it just, again, it was like our discussion last week when we were talking about Maggie's boobs in the sense that it really hit us home when like nothing happened but we we our minds thought of the worst possible thing that could have happened exactly with Maggie and the governor and then from there second horrifying image <laughs> Michonne and the governor having a little little tussle throwing each other that smashing her face smashing her face through the fish tanks which cut her all the hell up on her face and then glass in the eye oh. which brings us back to comic book governor with an eye patch. Did the governor always have an eye patch? No. Oh. Michonne stabbed him in the eye in the comic. This is not a spoiler because we already know what happens in the show. Right. She stabs him in the eye in the comic while he tries to rape her. Jeez. And she uses a spoon, not a piece of glass. <laughs> Scoops that shit out. So, oh, okay, yeah. that's interesting. So he has the eye patch. I, 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 that whole tussle... Um, was pretty stressful because, again, not knowing what's going on, I kind of was worried that Michonne was going to die. And I mean, I know I'm not, not, I'm not. I know Lou doesn't like Michonne. You know, <laughs> the second she loses her sword, it's like all hell is going to break loose. 
she, I will admit she's redeeming herself for me. Cause, but it was just when she got to that town and she was just, mmm, wine, mmm. I was like, come on, give I me something more than Give me my sword. Give me back our weapons. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that was a bit of a, an interesting fight. And it was, and I, I, I gotta say, this whole episode, um, uh, this scene, uh, and and the scene where Glenn with the the bones stuff was, uh, I was up in arms and and actually like cheering and like freaking out and and Ashley sitting there watching it with me and and she's like Ryan calm down it's just a TV show I was like but I, I you know this is stressful like who's gonna win and I didn't think Michonne um, I didn't I never read the comic so I didn't know Michonne like defends herself and causes the eye patch but. Um, I can imagine the governor's just even more pissed with Michonne now. Oh, yeah. And, and I I was just waiting for Andrea to walk in, and then she did. Oh, oh God. She, she walked in, which was good. Yeah. Because the whole episode, the governor's like, cover your eyes. Go in the other building. Go away. There's people here trying to kill us. I'm not going to tell you who they are. And she's like, all right, I guess, whatever. And then she walks in that room, and it's amazing. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not amazing. Because you know why? I was like yelling at the TV. I'm like, Andrea, you just come in here and see this fucking shit. And she's been with Michonne for six months in the winter or whatever, however long winter and lasts And she's been with the governor, what, a week? A week or so. Like, and jumped straight into bed with him, drank his whiskey. And like, um, that's not like they actually had whiskey. But um, (laughs) uh, anyways, back on topic. Uh, I was yelling at the TV because she steps in. I'm like, finally, you stupid bitch. Look around. He is fucking crazy. Michonne has found the crazy closet and you are in and around the crazy. And she sees the the, the heads and, and points the gun at Michonne and slowly lowers it. And I'm like, thank you. And she sees the daughter and she sees the governor like crying like a little wuss obviously putting on a show because we know he he's crazy and he's crying because she's in the room now um and he was bawling like oh, like, yes. like a baby can uh, i just say his excuse for the heads in the in the the fish tanks was the lamest excuse oh, yeah. i've ever heard i just TV wanted show. to i just made myself look at them so that i knew what was out there uh, yeah, I, I was preparing myself for what the, the the harsh things I would have to do out there. It was yeah, stupid. You, you're killing things from the wall all day long. I don't think that staring at heads in a fish tank make it any any easier for you or any harder. Yeah, see, I assume that all the heads in the fish tank were people from the town that he killed, and he didn't want people to know, and he just said they left. Yeah, and see, that's the this is the whole issue is that all this goes down, and. Uh, uh, Andrea still sides with the governor. Right, which still. is crazy. And I'm just like, you stupid. <laughs> Beep. You know, I'm swearing at the TV. Ashley's like covering her ears and just shaking her head. And, and I am literally upset with this woman. And I'm like, okay, Andrea, you have now moved to the top of my fucking list. Like, you are above Merle, especially after the end. And you were just above everybody, even the governor. I want you to die because you are being stupid. Like, what is it with the apocalypse that makes people idiotic? Uh, because they there's no rules. There's just, no law and order anymore. They just do anymore. what they want. But I think maybe it'll change after what happened at the end of the show, but who knows. Um, 
and we can jump back into the prison a bit, but not, not a whole lot happened. I mean, Carl turned into a uh, I'm in charge kind of dude, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he locked those other dudes in a prison cell or like a room so that they can't get out. And uh, Tyrese's wife or the other girl with him uh, freaked out. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember, but I think it was Tyrese that was – no, you're right. You're right. Because Tyrese calmed her down and he thanked them for – he's like, this is the nicest place we've been in in months. You know, we're safe in here. Thank you. And she was like, let us out of here. Well, Tyrese seems to be the cool – I think that's why Tyrese – it, in the comics is the second hand man because he's calm and he realizes that this is just another group that is being protected by an old man with one leg and a kid with a gun exactly. obviously there's more of them and they're just they're locking us up to make sure that that they're safe until the rest of the group gets back and exactly. i'm pretty sure this the two groups like this is the best sort of um group group on group uh, interaction that we've seen Mm-hmm. Um, in a while, and I think they're going to mesh really well. Probably since the farm, when they went to the farm, that sort of meshed together. There was a bit of bumpy road, but you know right. they eventually got in together. So I think this is another example of that. Is you're just you're building up. Well, that's the that's the thing with the comics is they say that they they go, they go, they go. They they hit a bad point. They lose a bunch of people. Then they meet new people. They just keep pushing new people into the group. Right. More more meat for the grinder. Basically, so the the people in this new group are adding to like, the kill list that's going to be at the end of season three. Yeah, um, I, I would imagine. Um, so, I mean, you're right to jump back to the prison. I think that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, and now to back up me uh, from last episode uh, when I kept saying that the new character was going to be Axel and not Tyrese, and then Bob asked me where the name Axel came from. It's the dude with the curly mustache on the show right now. His oh name's yeah, Axel. yeah, so Who's, that's where I got the name. Who's still alive. Who's still alive and apparently <laughs> thought What's-Her-Face was a lesbian. Found out she wasn't, so now he's all interested. <laughs> but because he was hitting on the 16-year-old. 17-year-old. 17-year-old. Come which, on, man. Which I thought was creepy, and, and his excuse oh, was even creepier. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, been in this prison a long time. We didn't have a whole lot of women around here. Like, she's 17, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's, you're 17, and it's like five against one. Like you're exactly. an outsider still with the group, exactly. So that all that stuff goes down. I mean, it's pretty uneventful there. Um, mm. But the governor again loses his shit at the end of the episode when he brings everyone essentially into the uh, the gladiator arena and then tells them it's all Merle's fault. <laughs> yeah, which I felt bad when he did that. Me too. I mean, Merle's dick. He he beat the shit out of Glenn, um, but and I mean it's a show, but you could tell his character not expecting that to happen at all. No, and I was just like, "What happened? How can you blame it on him?" And then they bring in Daryl. I kind of saw the Daryl thing coming because I was like, "Oh, they're gonna bring Daryl." Yep, Daryl shows up, and he's been gone for a while, and Rick and them are still waiting for him. So, so, so this is the this is this completely changes our predictions from because now they're sort of forced. We don't know what's going to happen, but they're kind of forced to work together to get out of this mess because now Merle, okay, Merle, I don't think Merle's going to die, but I think okay, he may die in the season, but I'm pretty sure that he's in a position now where um, 
he needs to work with Daryl to get out of here. And then Daryl's not going to be able to kill him because he's had this time to sort of forgive him. I mean, what he did to Glenn was weird and probably not good. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Rick won't forgive him. But I think right. – you know well, what I mean? Like the governor has sort of tossed him aside and uh, he's he'll probably die saving the group or saving yeah. Daryl probably. Well, in in the preview for next week, um, it shows three months uh, in February. It showed Glenn like screaming at Rick, asking, "What the hell is he doing here?" So I'm guessing Merle makes it back to the prison, and Glenn loses his shit because of what happened. They showed that in the trailer for the next. In the, yes. Yeah, so coming in February. They showed that in the trailer. They showed the governor going to the prison. They showed all kinds of shit. Why the fuck would they ruin it like that? That just right. seems like... Yeah, th- in the preview, if you show that Merle's going to make it to the prison, you know something's going to happen where they don't die on that town. Ugh, man, yeah. TV's so weird. They just, they, they can't tease. Like, why build up all that suspense just to... Diffuse yeah, it. I was kind of hoping they weren't going to tease anything, and then they did, and I was like, oh, wait, so I know what's going to happen next in a month. Exactly. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Other crazy thing, though, uh, what was up with Rick seeing Shane? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that seemed to come out of nowhere, that, that he thought that guy looked like Shane, and so in his mind, it was he was shooting at Shane, and I was like, why are you doing this? Didn't we resolve his craziness last <laughs> like two episodes ago i also thought that shane looked like wolverine (laughs) yeah (laughs) his hair was pointy on top on the sides and i was like what's going on here is that hugh jackman so but obviously he's still going crazy yeah um so that's the episode in a in a nutshell so what are uh what do we think what do we think is going to happen um obviously we know they're going to make it back to the prison with merle um, but then shit's still going to go down. Well, I mean, the the way this episode ended, Andrea, I think, finally has clued in. Like, if, I don't know if I remember it correctly, but she was watching this go down and and sort of like, yeah, I probably should have uh, went with Michonne. <laughs> yeah, once there. she saw Daryl, she was like, ooh. And especially since the governor said that Daryl is one of the people that broke into the town. So she's like, oh, maybe they're all still alive <laughs> yeah that and she's been dealing with merle all this time right and all of a sudden he's telling them that merle's been in cohorts with his brother and she has to know that they, there was no way merle was in cohorts with daryl because she was with them six months ago and they had no idea merle was still alive exactly yeah so it's weird maybe maybe the governor figured since uh, Andrea sided with him after seeing his crazy closet um, that she would be able to handle this new revelation, yeah. which I don't I think, think is it's true. Gonna, I think this whole thing with Merle, Daryl, and Andrea is going to end badly for the governor. Yeah, I think and that's going to be his downfall. Again, in the preview, um, it shows the governor saying that he doesn't know where her loyalties lie. So obviously there's going to be a conflict between it. Huh. Again. Here's, here's my Ruining call. what's going to happen in February. Here's my call for February. Okay. Rick and Michonne are going to go back in, rescue Daryl, Merle, and get out. They're going to go back to the prison. Glenn's going to freak out and be like, what are you doing? Why is he here? And then 
Tyrese and his survivors are going to be like, what did we just walk ourselves into? Do we stay? Do we leave? Do What are we going to do? And then the governor is going to show up and Tyrese is going to be forced to stand with them or die because the governor doesn't give a crap. Yeah, and I, I think the episode will end with a with all the vehicles rolling up with the governor at the prison. I think that's how the next episode will end. Yeah. Hmm. So I I don't know. It's again like this sort of seems okay. It sort of seems weird. I, I don't know if they'll like storm the town again to save people. I, I feel as though the governor is going to do something symbolic with. Um, Merle and Daryl to work to, to kind of like improve his his standing and morale within the group not necessarily kill them I'm thinking maybe like exile them uh, somehow or even have them fight in that gladiator thing I just think that they're they're going he's going to do something that appears to be in his favor but will backfire but still result in the two of them living to see the next day. You know right. what I mean? Like they'll either let him go, or they'll he'll let him fight in the gladiator rings, and then let them like leave, or you know they'll escape prison at, at night or something because they're pretty crafty dudes. And I just I don't see what I don't see what the governor will do with Merle. We know Merle's going to live probably until the very end. Um, so and Merle knows everything about his operations. So what do you do with that guy? Do you kill him? Do you lock him up? Do you let him go, you know, drive him out and throw him in a pit? I, I don't know. Like, I just I feel as though, like, he knows too much. And right. um, he's also, he, he's, he's, he's obviously a strong character. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think Lou is on, on the right page uh, with the whole Tyrese-Rick uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just look forward to it, and and the teaser we were complaining did give away stuff, but I I, I don't know, it could like AMC's weird. Uh, most of the trailers that Bob has described and, and and you Rick is that they they give you a little bit of information to get you excited, but they don't always give you the whole picture. Right, they don't give you all the information. It's a little thirty second teaser yeah. of a forty five minute show. So so deep down we think, oh man, they're giving so much away, but. That's probably what they want us to think, right? It could. They could also be giving us like several episodes of information and not just one episode's worth. Of right, that right. too. It could have been like a the next half of the season preview. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, this was a very strong uh, mid-season finale for sure. Right. All right. Well, not to beat a dead horse any longer, uh, but we. Uh, we are not going to have our weapon of choice and dead decision this week. We're going to save it for when Bob's back. Um, it'll be a little little better with all four of us here. But uh, this this you know this episode will be a little shorter, but it's fine. We decided that uh, the Walking Dead was definitely going to be our main focus. So if you guys have any questions, let us know. And uh, Ryan, why don't you tell people where they can send those questions? For sure. Um, you can find out more about the show and uh, listen to episodes at our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, send your emails to info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at zombiespodcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. And just a quick shout out to Joel Duggan from starcrossedonline.com for our artwork, iTunes, and website header. 
All right. Well, that was this week's episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast. For myself, Ryan, Lou, and the missing Bob, uh, always shoot them in the brain. Mm.